You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Revelations, chapter 1, verse 8. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to everyone out there in the Legion of Michael audience. Today, we're going to talk about gaining the advantage. But before we do that, I want to welcome you and thank you and uh, remind you that you can and should indeed go to legionofmichael.com. Go to legionofmichael.com. You can sign up for the distance learning program. Yes, indeed, you can and you should do that. Go to Legion of Michael, sign up for the distance learning program. And if you care to support the show, there is a link in the show notes that you can follow to, well, you can uh, support the show monetarily if you desire. Uh, We would like that. Wouldn't make me mad. It would make me happy uh, if you decide to do that. But either way, you should definitely go to legionofmichael.com. And if you've already done that and you're already a part of the group, well, fantastic. Glad you guys are here. If you are in the Legion of Michael and you have taken the distance learning program, then one thing that you should know is that uh, every month you're invited to an open Q&A session. That is the last Wednesday of every month at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And if you just looked at your calendar and you saw the day that this was released, you're like, aha, that was last Wednesday. And you are correct. You are correct. That was last Wednesday. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a subject that came up during the Legion of Michael live Q&A last week, and that is gaining the advantage. Essentially, the question was, how do we gain the advantage when we, as a Legion of Michael security team, are always in a reactive position? And that's very true. You know, whether you're a police officer, police officers find themselves often in the exact same position uh, and security providers are always in that position. They're reacting. They're waiting for something to happen. Well, that's not always true, though. Let us consider some of the time-tested methods of professional bodyguards. Number one, the first one is environmental control. Environmental control, that is having absolute or as close to absolute control over the environment as possible. Now, as somebody who has provided executive protection for people both in the United States and overseas, I can tell you that environmental control is extremely important and extremely difficult at the same time. Think about it like this. How many of you have 
absolute control over who comes to your front door and knocks on it? How many of you have absolute control over who can approach you in public? You're like, well, I mean, like, no, I didn't say who does approach you. I said, who can approach you in public? If you're in a grocery store, if you are in a restaurant, if you are anywhere shopping or just hanging out, maybe you're at the beach or the park or the whatever, do you have absolute control over who approaches you? You say, well, I mean, I'm not going to let people just walk up to me, you know, unaware. I said, I understand that, but can you control that? Do you control who accesses your home? Who has access to your vehicles? You're like, what? Why would I care about that? In the professional bodyguard world, you don't have to just worry about the client's home and their business and so on and so forth. You have to worry about their vehicles too. All vehicles have to be secured and protected and guarded because they can be sabotaged or they can be bombed. You're like, wow, that's crazy. Nobody would ever put a bomb in a car, would they? So environmental control, that's the first one. How do we do this in a church? Well, one of the ways is we examine the, the church building itself. We take a walk around, a complete and total walk around the church, and we consider the access points. Who can get in and where can they get in? Where can people get in? Could they get into the church building without being seen by security? Let's face it, you're only going to have a limited number of church security personnel. Unless you have a huge, massive church with a, a congregation that numbers in the hundreds, perhaps thousands, you're probably not going to have enough people to monitor every single door. Think about it. Now, when I was growing up, you know, uh, we attended primarily two different churches. And I'm thinking about the church building that, uh, well, that we had in Detroit. And the church building in Detroit, the church was actually attached to a Lutheran parochial school. So you could, if you came into the school, you could come from the school into the church, into the sanctuary. If you came from the outside by where the gymnasium was, you could come into the back of the church uh, basically where the, the pastors hung out, where the pastor's offices were, you know, you come in through there. So you need to think, how many access points does my church have? And if you look at the building with fire exits and all that, you might be thinking, wow, there's four, five, six different doors that people could get in. What is the priority, though, for the parishioner? Do parishioners need to come in the back door of the church? You say, honestly, you know, no, they don't need to come in the back door. That door does not need to be open. So we need to make sure that, like, if it's a fire exit, that it can be only opened from the outside or from the inside going to the outside. It can't be open from the outside. Well, what if somebody, what if you've got somebody who's a smoker or they, they're just lazy and they want a, a fast route to the parking lot or whatever, and they go out one of these doors? Are the doors set to go off? Uh, is there set for an alarm if the emergency fire exits go off? Yes, no, maybe, I don't know. 
That is control. Environmental control is making sure that everybody who comes has to come through a certain set of entrances. Maybe you have like a main front door and then a side door with a, you know, handicap ramp or something like that. Environmental control. Also, you need to pay attention to what is, you need to know what is commonplace. Because if you're going to point out or realize what is out of the ordinary, in order to know what is out of the ordinary and what is, well, hinky, strange, you need to know what is commonplace. And this can be as simple as modes of dress or methods of dress. If it's June and you've got someone walking up to the church with a large bulky coat on and it's, uh, you know, it's 1030 and it's already 82 degrees, that's a hint. That is a clue. People who do not dress appropriately for the weather should be suspect. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like, oh, we're not supposed to judge people, Paul. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, If you are afraid of looking at people, sizing them up, and, quote, judging them, then you have no business being on a security team because that is how we get a clue. You may only be given one single clue or indicator before someone attacks, before somebody pulls out a gun, a knife, goes schizo in your church. If you see something that is out of the ordinary, if you see someone that is acting strange, we need to act upon that. See, unfortunately, too many people in our world, when they see strange behavior, they've been trained by society. They've been beaten down like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't judge other people. Well, I'm not telling, I know that, that Christ uh, is going to judge the quick and the dead, But when it comes to being a security person, you need to pay attention to people and how they're behaving. You need to be able to instantly size someone up and think, is that person acting and behaving in a normal, traditional fashion, like someone who's going to church? Or is that that person acting and behaving in a way that looks like that they're up to something? Are they avoiding eye contact with others? Are they avoiding confrontation or conversations with others? Does it look like they're trying to get past everyone without making eye contact or talking to them? One of the best ways to size people up is just to greet them. It's what we do in church anyway, right? We have deacons and we have uh, ushers and we have greeters. We have people that are, most big churches have people that are designated greeters. They're there to say hello and welcome you to the church. If someone is there to do bad things at your church, they're probably trying to be, well, nonchalant. They're trying to be secretive. They're trying to get in and get into a position where they can do bad things before anybody notices. And one of the easiest ways to to point them out or to flush them out is to just force them to say hello to you. Stand in front of them and say good morning. Make them make eye contact with you. 
And if they don't want to do that and they brush away from you, now they may be a really, really weird introvert. That could be. But they might not be. How about strangers? Now, we always open up our churches to strangers, right? God wants us to open up his house to all people because his message is for everyone. Is it not? Yes, it is. However, the reality of the situation is most of the people who show up at your church, you have seen previously. Most of them are regulars. The majority of them are regulars. Unless you live in an area where you know, a, a great big vacation area or there's a, a huge influx of visitors and travelers. Most people don't live in that kind of an area. So when someone approaches that you don't recognize, go out of your way to step in front of them, greet them and say hello and uh, welcome them. And if they're truly there to worship God, if they're truly there to receive the message, then they will respond and they will look you in the eye and accept your greeting. If not, if they try to avoid you, if they try to go a different direction or whatever, that is a clue and we need to pay attention to those people. Because remember, we are always in a reactive position. As security, you can't just, you know, we're not going out hunting for bad guys, are we? No, we're waiting. We're waiting. And that's hard. And if you just stand back and wait for something to happen, if you wait for someone to stand up in the middle of church, pull out a gun and try and kill your minister or kill your parishioners, well, then you've already lost. So the way to be proactive and to get the advantage over bad people who would come to our churches and do bad things is we need to be constantly aware. We need to be aware of our surroundings. We need to be aware of our parishioners, who's coming and who's going. We need to have environmental control. Can people get into your church unnoticed, or will they have to go past the greeters, the greeters and the the ushers and so on and so forth? Recently, there was a woman who tried to go schizo. She was going to go schizo and do bad things to people in a church in Pennsylvania, but somebody noticed her, and they stopped her on the outside of the church if I'm, I believe that uh, I'm correct there, uh, they stopped her on the outside of the church before she could get in and hurt people. And that obviously is the, the best that you can hope for is if someone is going to come to your church to do bad things to your, your parishioners, your flock, is to catch them on the outside before they get to the inside. You don't want them to get into the sanctuary. You certainly don't want them to get up you know, to the front of the church, to the pulpit. You don't want them to get there. You want to catch them on the outside. And the only way to do that is to have your security personnel aware, awake, paying attention, looking for the out of the ordinary. And I know that we're not supposed to judge people per se, but if you're going to be a part of a security team, you need to be able to look at people and you need to be able to size them up immediately and honestly say is this person acting in a traditional normal fashion like a person who's coming to church or are they acting like a weirdo like someone who is here to hurt people sometimes you have edps emotionally disturbed persons now they may not have a assassination attempt on in their mind but they're emotionally disturbed and they may lash out and hurt people 
Remember, your church is not filled, your, your parishioners, your congregation is not filled with large, strong, healthy adult men, right, who are ready to fight at all times. No, if you look around your congregation, you're going to see a lot of retirees. You're going to see grandmas and grandpas. You're going to see moms and children and babies. If you have an emotionally disturbed person come into your church and they lash out and attack, you're going to allow them to uh, attack somebody's grandma or grandpa. You're going to allow them to attack someone's children or their mother, you know, the woman holding an infant. You're going to wait until they do that? No. We're not going to wait until the emotionally disturbed person lashes out and attacks someone's grandma. We're going to get between them and the innocent because that's your job. If you're going to be part of a church security team, it is your job to put yourself between the innocent and the evil. Keep that in mind. You need to be prepared to do that at all times if you're truly going to be a member of a Legion of Michael church security team. So those are just a few hints for you guys. I thought you would appreciate those. And uh, I appreciate you guys being out there in the audience. Go forward and do good things. And we're going to close as we always do with the warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and the skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.